The struggle for breath and our catching our breath has become a richly textured theme of 2020. From the onset of COVID and symptoms involving breath to George Floyd's cry out to breathe, to the gasping of breath as the Western United States burns, to our collective need to catch our breath as this year continues to unfold. Welcome to The Breathing Room, a space to discover the gift of a cleansing breath. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and in this series, I will be inviting some of the smartest and most compassionate women I know who are each subject matter experts in their particular field of natural health. Today, I have with me Juma Biswas. Juma is a dear friend, but also a gifted homeopath and gemotherapist. And um, Juma, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Lauren, for your kind, ingenious generosity and for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, Juma, our paths have crossed for many different reasons over the years, but this is a profound moment now as we all struggle with this theme. How are you making sense of it? Yeah, you know, what a theme this has been in 2020, hasn't it? Um, so as always, uh, for me, I bring homeopathy. It gives me perspective even in, you know, in my life, not just in my practice, the, the way I interpret and I view things. So homeopathy, as you know, you know, like heals, like, like it speaks to the four energy. It's about aligning. It's about not going against, like, you know, um, anti-anything is the allopathic model. So there's always a chance of risk of suppression, right? And suppression is not the same as healing. So that's not what homeopathy is. So just to digress for a little bit about, you know, protests are, are great and all, certainly another ongoing theme, but there's always fear or um, angst or anger associated with the word protest, right? The other, the other party becomes defensive and I'd say we make a much bigger and quicker difference if we just focused on what we stand for instead of what we are against. So, you know, riding the higher vibration, positive notes, that's what my conclusion has been, you know, this year in 2020. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I'm aligning myself with whatever is going on in the world. I mean, I'm not wishing the virus to go away. I know that it will once its message is heard and its task is accomplished. So yes, I've seen quite a few of these breathing issues in my practice, as you mentioned. Um, from a perspective of remedies, there are so many, I think like 700 remedies in the rubric respiration difficult. And just 200 of those alone are in the mind anxious respiration difficult, right? So I'm, I'm even had, in, in addition to the um, scenarios you mentioned, I've even had clients a few of them who go into a panic attack when they try to wear a mask, you know, and they feel that they cannot breathe. So that's another aspect of the breathing dilemma. Yeah. So it's there in the background in everybody's minds, for sure, I'd say. Um, Juma, I want to hold you because before we get into remedies, which is a rich topic, I want, you said something very profound that I don't want to miss and underscore it, and that 
is focusing on what we are for rather than what we are against. Can you just speak to that for a moment, maybe in terms of what that might do as far as breath? Uh, yes. So, you know, breath to me, it, it speaks of going back to the basics of our existence, right? I mean, it's, it's a reminder for us to breathe, um, conscious breathing that moves energy in the body that we naturally, you know, did as we were children, but we lost it along the way. So to speak more to your point, like even when you're wearing a mask, right, instead of fighting it, like you can actually deep breathing. It teaches you to remind you to deep breathing to get the same amount of oxygen. It may feel like there is a uh, something on your um, that's obstructing, but instead of fighting it, you give into it and you take a deep breath. And that's what that's what I mean when I say you you align with what's happening and figure out how to work with it in order to get out of it. You know, and and the solutions will come when that happens. When you're aligning your self to what the what's going on also outside of you, and also paying attention to what is going on inside, what's what it brings up when certain you know situations are thrown your way so chuma this is this is much deeper even than i realized so what you're saying here is when we align rather than struggle mm. first of all we'll be able to breathe mm-hmm. right but but also um we won't be fighting the circumstances right Correct. And and again, I'm not saying that you should not stand up for what you exactly. believe. That's not what it is. It's about working with the energy that is out there to find the solutions to get out of, you know, or or, or to uh, put or you come to a resolution, basically, is to, is to work with it. You know, for, for example, you know, I feel that there definitely is a universal mobilization happening in the environment in nature in the planet you know for a long while now we we really come far from the basics right perhaps taking these essentials for granted the the consumerism the constant demands to grow the profit margin to earn more money to keep ourselves distracted with entertainment comfort convenience you know all that only serves to lead us away from ourselves so we get a wake-up call right our lungs are getting congested similar to the lungs of earth being congested at the same time with all the fires we see of, you know, everything that's going on and now with the virus. So I think, um, I think that this is a way to get back to that, to listen to those deeper, to feel our body again, to, through breath. Uh, It's interesting because, um, first of all, I'm, I'm hearing this and I want to make sure we point this out. We're talking about standing up for our truth. We're talking about, um, speaking out, we're talking about um, um, voicing our concerns, but but not getting caught up in the turmoil of it. Right, right. Again, if focus on what you are passionate about, what you believe in, because everybody is passionate about something. And if you are putting your energy in trying to put out someone else's passion, like against somebody else, that doesn't really work. You're always going to be going head to head and, you know, it's never going to resolve. Instead, you keep talking about 
what you are passionate about and putting it out there just like you're doing Lauren and I appreciate yeah. that about you and and that's how you make because the other person then starts thinking wait a minute what makes this person so passionate about this thing let me learn a little bit about it because yeah. you're always putting people in defensive if you're going against <laughs> what they want to talk about well and there's been this whole pushing against the virus too right in in different ways um in many different ways actually and it, it is what it is right it's there and and um responding in a way that i can work with it yes rather than work against it interesting and i like what you said about the face mask actually that actually is a very um um a, a obvious reminder to bring our awareness to our breath in a lot of ways there it is right on our nose and mouth interesting hmm. so juma i don't want to um lose though what the gift you bring to everyone is this idea of homeopathy and and working with homeopathy and yes i mean clearly how everyone's going to need a different type of remedy but what are some of the things you're looking at when you're trying to choose a remedy for someone right now it's again very individual as you know each person even though they may come with the same problem let's say they cannot breathe or shortness of breath each individual has a different you know um, makeup to it reason for it and even the way they cannot breathe is different you know if you can believe believe that right so um so i like i said it really depends on that person and i think more than um talking about remedies per se because i'm sure there's been so many you know giving out remedy ideas i think that understanding what a remedy does might be useful if you want to yes, just that sounds that. fantastic so you know for that i here's my line which i always use so let's talk about nothing for a minute nothing and i mean it you know <laughs> and it's i i it's a vacuum i'm talking about the space with nothing in it where absolutely nothing is happening that's where the homeopathic remedy actually resides you know how so you see it's the essence of the remedy you know especially in the higher potencies we all know that homeopathy is famously or infamous i would say about you know how we cross a certain dilution level and if we lose the molecules it becomes energy but even at like 10m or 50m it even loses the energetic vibration it goes into this vacuum it's it's the it's the space where the essence of the remedy lives so you know ton jansen explains this very beautifully in his in his book so remedies as you know are made with repeated dilution and succussion mm-hmm. right? right so by this process we're actually freeing the essence from its molecular body so as humans we are a combination of millions of different essences right we're minerals we're microbes we're made of metals gases chemicals and unique combination combination so it is that unique combination that gives us our individuality right so um if one of those essences go out of balance that's when pathology develops right when a matching remedy is given to a person this remedy vacuum has the ability to attract itself you know that portion which is out of balance which is that essence that is in excess creating the symptomatic presentation within us right 
So, you know, I'll tie this to the breath at some point. So it's not, it's not I'm with you. I'm hanging here too much. There's, there's a method to this madness, right? But that's what the remedy does is that it's, it's the essence that comes out and it actually works in that vacuum. And when it's given, whatever, you know, we match it, right? And so that essence, which is in excess in the person, remedy attracts it out and it kind of, kind of extracts it because it's a vacuum, right? It's sure. where there's a, well, the healing happens in that space is what I'm So the, the essence that is um, in extreme in the person or, or in a, abundance too much that needs to be brought into balance is extracted by the vacuum created by the remedy. Yes, yes. Beautiful. It's, I love that. Yeah. We need a lot of extraction going on, Chuma. <laughs> I, I hope you're working on many people with that right now. Um, that's all that's all that we're working on, right? Every time we give a remedy, we give an extraction. <laughs> sure. Sure, we need we need a lot of extraction. That is for sure. Chuma, is there something, uh, some kind of advice you're giving your clients that you're seeing that are struggling with breath right now? Yes, indeed, and and that's where you know it's a good segue here. You know, between what I was talking about before. Now, I know there's a lot been said about the inhales and the exhales and how to, the, the correct mechanisms to do those and where to send the breath in the body, etc. So I usually tell my clients to just do some slow, deliberate breathing a few times a day. You know, uh, anytime it, it, it allows us to like slow down your heart rate, you breathe deep into the lungs, engage our nervous system, the thymus gland that connects the head and the heart vagus nerve that runs down the body as we know we've talked about we've been talking about that quite a bit so my tip is to find the space between our breaths at the end of each exhale I love that inhale there's a two beautiful opportunities of nothingness you know where it's not about doing it's actually just about being just being you know the beauty of emptiness just hang out there is what I say you know my my daughter who plays violin, you know, she once told me that the music is the space between the notes. That's what Claude Debussy said, you know. Yes. So you, you know, you it's just um, the space allows them you know, the, between the notes it allows them to resonate, reverberate, and reach the full expression of the music that is going on. Right? Without the space, the noise and the there would only be noise and. I don't know, cacophony or something where one thing would be running into it. Yes, of course. Juma, so, can you take me through that and maybe guide me through? Yeah, sure. Let's do that for our listeners. So, you know, I usually start by closing my eyes because that always puts me puts my focus within. And I practice, I can practice this anywhere, sometimes even while I'm driving. I'm not closing my eyes then, but you know, right, good. I close in just checking. <laughs> so, you know, usually what I do is I, I I take a deep breath in, right? So inhale and I count like one, two, three, four. And sometimes initially when I'm first getting into it, I cannot I cannot do a long inhale, right? So I just do whatever number I can, four or five. And then I pause in my head and I count one, two, three, and then I let go of my, you know, breathe out okay. fully. And then you, one, two, three, and then you start breathing your 
breathing in again. And you, I typically can do eight counts on the inhale, four counts pause, then eight counts on the exhale, then four counts pause. Now every person is different. And I have heard clients who will tell me that they can only barely do one count at the, at the top and the bottom because it's, you know, you're just not used to it because you're sure like, you know, there's, but it gets, it really gets easier. It's the very, very calm place. What the image that comes to my mind, and this is the first time that I reconnected with my breath, I would say it was when I was giving birth to my daughter. Sure. And I remember that time where, you know, there would be contractions and, you know, intense, and then there was this, would be this lull. Right. And I remember myself just floating, you know, and right. feeling that, oh my God, this is like bliss. And then the contractions would come and I would just breathe into it actively. Then I would go into this lull. And so to me, it felt like I could be in the space forever. I could be doing this for two days. You know, you know, it, I was in no rush to get anywhere. I was in no, I had, didn't have any worries or how long this is going to take. And before I knew it, seven hours had gone by and she was ready to come. So this is what I mean. You know, when you find that space of lull where there's no hurry, no rush, you actually find yourself. I, 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 this is my experience. I, I feel like I really get to know myself. And I mean, it's, it's an esoteric way to say it because it's not obvious to people or to anyone that that can happen. But you really find space. You find that room, that, you know, that opportunity, the bandwidth, you know, that you for healing to happen with whatever chosen tools, you know, whatever your tool may be, if you give yourself that space, that vacuum, you know, a lot can yeah. happen. Well, in Chuma, we all know that this is what we don't do. The outside world tells us, keep it full, keep it busy, keep it loud, and, and don't feel. Whatever you do, don't feel. And what you described in the birthing process is reminds me a lot of where we are these days. And we, um, okay, there's all the pain of the news, the change, the how do I adjust to everything? And then I adjust and then it's quiet. And then the next thing comes, right? Right, and that's how life is. Sure. And you have to learn to find those lull, the spaces, the, the moments of rest, the moments of, you know, where there's nothing happening. You have to look for those spaces, that those, uh, those opportunities only then you will rejuvenate and come back with life when that happens. So there can be pain, but there doesn't have to be suffering, you know? And, and that's what I, my experience was during my birth, the birth of my daughters, because I didn't plan it, but you know, it just taught me so much. And it, I opened my eyes that when I could actually feel that I could, like I said, I, I could be there for a long time and not feel, even though it was painful, I didn't, it was, it was totally suffering free is what I want to say, if you can find that space. You know, so there can be pain, but there doesn't have to be suffering if we can find those spaces. Correct. So yeah. that, that, yeah, that's what I would say. Look for that on the top of the inhale, on the top of the exhale. Just pause for however long you can and just do nothing. Just be. And you don't even have to actively do anything. And over time, the practice, I, you will find, I have found, that it 
just balances me and I, it takes a lot to throw me off balance. <laughs> that has become, I've, I will only after this practice have I come to that point. It wasn't the case before, honestly. So, um, yes. And I've witnessed that, Juma. I mean, I, I, that, that was exactly one of my reasons to bring you in is this is something you don't just talk, you walk it in your own life. And, and that's something I admire so much in you. Um, this is beautiful, Juma, it's, and, and it's rich. And I would say, listeners, you need to listen to this a few times. There are many, many nuggets in there. Juma, if someone wants to learn more about homeopathy or learn more about their practice, where would you send them? Homeopathy all over the internet. You just have to Google for it. But if they want to learn about my practice, I'm at innervoicehomeopathy.com. Wonderful. Great. Juma, thank you for your time. And listeners, what an, uh, a fantastic practice you can do right now. You can do it in the car um, when you're running out for your groceries in those dashes at, in between quarantine. <laughs> you can do it in the morning when you're drinking your tea or in the evening after you've tucked those kids in bed. Thank you, Juma, for joining me. And this has been The Breathing Room. <laughs>